<laughs> oh, shoot. Please, please. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> I'm once again a little late in getting it together. But welcome, welcome. Oh. Are now listening to our view podcast, and we are waiting for one co-host to um, jump in. But in the meantime, let's kick it off with our introduction, which I'm. Very much so not prepared for. This is episode eight of our view. Um, and uh, it's very, very exciting to be at episode eight um, for our podcast. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We still have our same, same, same co-host, Maria Liriano. Gloria Corsino and Ellen McHugh and myself, Trisha Bermudez. Did we say present? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All all moms or super moms of children with disabilities because of course I was not pre-prepared for tonight, um, my little scripty thing <laughs> is not opening, but in the meantime, um, just off the bat, tonight's episode is part dos, two, of A Mother's Love, um, and A Mother's Love is just kind of giving you the stories of the co-hosts and their journey with their children. And what it was, it has been like. Um, coming, coming, coming. Ooh, ooh, mm. And tonight's um, stories will be uh, those of Gloria and myself, Trisha, sharing our stories and our journeys through, uh, I guess, from finding out diagnoses till now. Boom, and I'm ready. Welcome, 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 listeners. Okay, so I was ready, and then I did something and messed it all up. Great. I'm failing today. I am sorry, guys. I do not mean to fail so badly right now. You're not failing. You're buffering. (laughs) It's a lot of buffering. Oh, my God. Boom. All right, so I'm ready. Um, and you're off. <laughs> A sneeze was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, oy. welcome, listeners, and um, thank you for tuning in. 
This podcast, our view, is sponsored by Perfect Piece of the Puzzle. Know that all all the opinions on this podcast are solely the opinions of the co-hosts themselves and not of Perfect Piece of the Puzzle, Citywide Council on Special Education, or of Parent to Parent. Um parent to parent blah 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 of New York State. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Whew. All of a sudden about with the allergies. <clears throat> I already introduced our co-hosts <clears throat> already. And uh da, 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 da. so we are all mothers of children with disabilities who are parent advocates, um, members of the CY Council on Special Education and professionals. And um, from time to time, we will probably have on um, other people than ourselves. And so the purpose of the podcast, it is to provide a relatable voice to par- for parents of children with disabilities. It includes information and direct contact with persons at the DOE, for support regarding special education or related and or related services in New York City. And we also provide wonderful entertainment to the masses because clearly that's what we do on a regular basis. And um What's going on? What what am I doing? Boom. So um so I wanted to kind of gear a little bit um as we were trying to get one of our co-hosts in. Um our last co-host in. Uh want to give honor and respect and a moment. Um to the memory of George Floyd. Um, This hit super home for me because I am a woman of color. Um, I'm raising a son of color um, and and a son of color that has a disability. Um, Super important for all our listeners to know that um, see something, say something, and this applies for our, our uh, those that are supposed to protect and, and serve the community, people that we rely on most. Um, I have found it. I'll, I'll be putting out an official statement on on my end as it relates to my thoughts and feelings, or however my thoughts and feelings are being processed. Um, but I think we also have to recognize as mothers that we are we we do our best to um, advocate for our children with disabilities um, and we live in a in a world that still does not understand or um, or or are, are really in a position to nurture them in the way that they need to um, and I hope that with the most recent protests of of pain um that that a change does come but um i do hope that uh we all respect each other a little bit more love each other a little bit more um and um you know make our voices heard like we're doing now with this podcast uh, make our voices heard um, to the masses because um, the world needs to hear other voices and and letting them letting the world know that um, we are here and and we just want to be heard and included and respected. Um, that's that's kind of my little nugget. Uh, but as we are here tonight, it's our, our mother's love and it's about the stories and the journeys. Cause I, I mean, 
we're all going through it now um, with our children with disabilities, but um, it's also helpful to hear uh, our experiences going through diagnoses and going through the journey prior to where we are now. And first up with story is going to be Gloria because Gloria's boys are older and it's good to hear the, the dynamic and perspective for, for her experiences. Gloria. Hi there. Um, so I guess I always start telling this story um, as a woman and as a mom, that there are experiences that we go through. Who is that noise? Um, and it's really about making sure that we, um, there are moments that stand still for us. I think the birth of our children is always um, that breathtaking moment, but also when it changes, becomes so much more memorable. Um, Steven is my first child with a disability and he was diagnosed two days before his second birthday. And I think I lived through that concept of thinking, can, can someone mute their phone? Because I've got a lot of background. Someone's actually slurping. Oh, that was me. Sorry, my boogers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that I, I felt like my whole world was so devastated. Um, and I laid in bed as if it had happened to me. As if I had been given literally 48 hours before I was checking out. Um, and everybody that called me, I told them the story and I boohooed. And I had a friend who, wherever he is, um, we kind of lost touch and he moved out of state. And he um, said to me that if <laughs> I needed to stop boohooing because it wasn't, nothing happened to me, it happened to my child. And if it was going to happen to anybody, it should happen to me. Because I would be that woman that would change everything that I needed to change for him. Um, so Ulysses Davis Jr., wherever you are, you are still in my prayers to this day. Um, and I remembered that I had to, as long as I stayed in bed crying and pitying myself, I wasn't going to move anything or change anything for Stephen. And he was only going to fall deeper into his world. And I couldn't allow that um, because I had bought him here and I had a responsibility to protect him even from the things that he was carrying inside himself. Um, so by the time Alex started showing signs, um, I, I can't say that I was over it, but I was better, better prepared. And I immediately went back to my pediatrician and said, I think I have another one. And I think that by that time, it became my badge of honor. I was blessed to be picked to be these amazing young men's mother. Um, because if you don't see it as a blessing, then I don't see that you see parenting as a blessing. Um, it comes with the good and the bad. Um, our children are not cars. We don't get to order them with a specific interior or a different color. You just get what you get. And you work the hand that you're dealt. And you embrace it. And you find the beauty in what that child brings to your life. Um, and you look in the mirror with a little more definition and realize that you are an amazing mom if you try to see that this is who you were given. And you, I always try to tell my parents that I, I advocate for that you you grieve the child that you thought you'd get and you celebrate the ones that you did. Because um, every child gives you a different quality. So, and a different gift. And Stephen and Alex have taught me patience, which I will admit I've never been very. Um, 
any challenges every day because I still don't think I'm as patient as I could be. Um, but they've also taught me the power of resilience, the power of moving forward even when you don't think you have anything left. Um, it's pulling on that reserve and educating people about who they are and because they're not going away. I'm not gonna put them away. I'm not gonna hide them so that people are not uncomfortable around them. I'm going to allow them to be part of society and teach people about who they are because there are more than one. Um, there's a bunch of us out there. So I think my love is, it has no depth. Um, and I don't think I'm ever gonna stop until I take my last breath. And I think I'll come back from beyond the grave to try to change that too. Um, but <laughs> I, I think that I'll fight. <laughs> I'll fight as long as I can. <laughs> no slurping. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that was really, that's always been, my, my sons have always taught me about loving, but these two have really, really taught me what being strong is all about. So I, I'm actually thankful to them because I don't know that I knew how strong I could be until I needed, strong was all I had to do. So Trisha, you get to tell your story now. Oh my gosh. How do you follow that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> how you always say? <laughs> right, I know. No. Um, you tell that story, that's what. <laughs> I know. Which is which is a not not so spectacular, sir. As as I was laying with him today and thinking back on you know what I'm gonna sh what I'm gonna share with everyone um, about his journey, our journey. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, my journey started while I was still pregnant. Um. Uh, initially, I was not supposed to have this little boy. Um, I was told at one of my um, ultrasound appointments that he had kidney disease in both his kidneys and he would not survive um, once out of utero. But I should go get a second opinion um, and the fabulous doctors at Columbia, New York Presbyterian, their uh, children's hospital division, um, would be able to give a better view and understanding on, on this kidney disease thing. Um, go, I was very much against doing an amniocentesis because I was like, you know, whatever happens, happens, you know, let's not, I'm not one, I'm not a fan of needles. So having this big old needle stuck in my stomach was not um, something I was planning to do or even had thoughts of doing. But once at Columbia, they were concerned that I was leaking amniotic fluid and needed to check that because I was so small. And also while they were in there, I said, well, we figured maybe we'll just do two tests from the amniotic fluid, a microarray and a fissure array. One test shows, will give how many chromosomes are, um, if each chromosome has two, because every chromosome should have two arms. And then on top of that, um, then digging a little deeper, um, come back to find get the results to find out that one, I wasn't leaking amniotic fluid, hooray. Two, the, the child did not have kidney disease. But the third was that he had a um, rare chromosome deletion on chromosome three, 3Q, the long arm. And um, they were trying to figure out what that deletion looked like. Um, 
But the doctor at that time, the amazing, and I say that sarcastically, doctor told me that I should abort my pregnancy and I had up until week 20 to do it. And I think at that point I was 18 weeks pregnant. And that my child, if I did not abort the pregnancy, would be, quote, unquote, severely retarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I thought, well, damn, um, sir, wonderful bedside manner, one. Um, two, that word is horrible. And three, you have no idea what God has planned for this kid. So how do you know? From there, every week after, um, I had to be followed by the uh, high-risk doctor as well as a genetics counselor. And every week, I had to be told a different portion of this chromosome deletion thing and every week I cried <sighs> fast forward to Matt being born um, he was failure to thrive he had low birth weight he had to be taught how to ingest milk he had to be taught the sequence of suck, swallow and breathe because every time he would drink milk, he would desat, which means he would stop breathing. Um, and um, imagine at the same time I deliver my kid, we have one of the um, worst hurricanes New York has seen. And my kid is in the hospital and I'm at home. Well, I was discharged the day before the hurricane. So there's that. Um, to now being, having had early intervention from months old to doing all of that therapy and, you know, center-based and then pre, like this, and then on top of that being seen by a genetics counselor and genetics doctor and, and two times a year being told all kinds of crazy things and and still being monitored for all these medical things that could happen to him at whatever point in his life and to now be this superstar kid um that is the funniest all-time happiest most um curious little gentleman that I could ever imagine. So, doctor, if you are listening to this podcast, please remember me and know that this kid has beat all the odds that you were talking about, sir, because he is amazing. Um, but knowing what I, what I know now um, and experiencing all the things that I experienced, I wouldn't change it because it'll make me an even more fierce advocate. Um, It has opened the door for me sharing my story and um, letting other parents know that whoever comes into this type of situation that um, you are not alone to keep fighting, to keep advocating, and don't let any doctor or medical professional tell you anything crazy um, without you sitting down and processing it. Um, and don't let them pressure you into anything. Because um, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, um, it might not necessarily be the best decision. Um, it might not be what you want to do but they're pressuring you to do. Um, But yeah.
that's kind of my story in a in a more um quick abbreviated sort of kind of version way um so for my fellow co-hosts um knowing the stories and experiences of each of us how um how how do you view your experiences um differently based on the different our different stories ellen i don't know that they're that different and i don't know that i can view them differently the basic issue is God, it, it's not as simple as this, but the basic issue is somebody had a baby. And society says, congratulations. And then society says, oops, something's wrong. And then society, in the form of people who I think are well-intended, gives you 30 different options and you come up with 31. And I think that's the similarity that we've all experienced. Your kid can't do this, your kid won't do that. Or we don't know what your kid will do. Or, you know, maybe you should hospitalize them, um, institutionalize them. And then, then, it's a great leveler, especially now in this time of unrest in this country. There's no, there's no color for pain. And this was, for all of us in the beginning, painful. And I think once you can drop that pain, you can identify with many more people than you ever thought you'd know or meet. Maria. Yes. <laughs> Same question. How does my story compare? Um, not not necessarily compare, but how do you view, how do you view your, your story now, you know, well, not now, because you've known all our stories, but how do you view your story in the, the grander scheme of knowing our our stories? I mean, I, I agree with Alan. You know, they're, they're all very similar, and, and, and that's why we have this tight bond. Um, I am... I'm actually glad that um, I didn't know what was going to happen with Jackson until he was born. I was able to enjoy my pregnancy. Um, but um, it, it's, uh, I think we all go through it, you know, and, and it, it took a while for me to understand that it, it's it was good to talk about it with other um, women who shared uh, their own stories and, and it 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 made me feel less lonely um, but uh, I agree I I agree with what Ellen said we're all very similar I, I, I'm not sure if I'm there yet with releasing the pain I think. It's still fresh for me every time I tell my story. Um, I sort of relive it. And uh, that's something I have to really work on. But, I, I, you know, I think you women are awesome for, um, you know, for just fighting through it and you know, and, and believing in your, in your children. I don't know that we fought through it so much as we stumbled through it. 
because we made our own stories and took our own paths. Yeah, all the... well, it sounded like Trisha, you know, had to sort, you know, had to ignore what the doctors told her, and that it's a it's a very familiar story, time and time again, time and time again. I mean, I have a very good friend who, you know, was told many things about what her daughter was experiencing in utero and she had a very similar um, uh, situation as uh, Trisha when it came to bedside manner and the information that they were delivering and advise the same thing and you know, her daughter is thriving and she's two and she is nothing like they said she would be. It's pretty amazing. <clears throat> um, so we've all caught each other. <laughs> <laughs> And stopped each other. <laughs> nobody can, nobody can speak clearly. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, we're still all on on this on this path of of you know. I feel like that path of advocacy doesn't stop. There's yeah, just think. stages of it. <laughs> you know, once you once you get to the point of exhaustion, you're like you think you've mastered one point of it, and you're like, all right, so this is the next step, and now you're like, start. I feel like you're starting all over again, every stage of of your child's life. It's mm -hmm. it's you're restarting the advocacy and and what that looks like, mm -hmm. and it all depends on on your child and where they are and. Um, and where you are, because life ha life continues to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Life continues to happen for all of us, and life evolves and changes, and then we have to evolve and change with how or what our life, you know, what our child's life is now looking like as our life evolves. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, how do you think you would be able to manage life <laughs> in the couple? Well, well, now this question is really fitting. How do you think you would be able to manage life in the current climate we are experiencing? We are now experiencing. I think uh, managing is. I I don't think. I think we used the wrong words. It's just like when doctors or specialists say, oh, uh, she's never going to walk, she's never going to talk. And then they expect us to be able to manage that. You don't manage your life. You set out some aims and goals, and then you adapt as you go through. I did not aim or have a goal to have a child with a hearing loss. But when, when it changes... You don't manage in that in that sense. If you tell your life where to go, you adapt, accommodate, uh, refocus, reform. What's the three words they use for um, refocus, reorient, and redirect? <laughs> All of those glib little words. But I, it's not a it's not a glib word. It's not a glib thing. You can't say, oh, well, I managed this or I managed that because I'm a manager. It's more along the lines of, <laughs> well, I finally did this because I got my act together or I finally did this because I believe my kid could. <laughs> you know, I think I just, I think usually, I think doctors, specialists, Theorists, they love to give us parameters and tell us, oh, this is the step. But it ain't the step. Not this Sunday and not next Thursday. And it's going to be 
<laughs> it's going to be a different thing every day. Some of us manage, some of us working better at it than others, I have to say. But, you know, especially in this time when you look around and you see the fragility of human life, the, not only through the COVID virus thing, but through the violence we encourage in so many ways, TV or games or even leadership that has no heart. But I, I don't know. There's nothing, there's nothing like a mother's love. No, there isn't. And every mother who loves their child takes a different path. You know, I, I was I was just gonna say like the the uh, topic is the 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 title of the topic is very fitting because I mean that's that's just what it is it's a mother's love that's you know gets you through day to day like we don't we don't really know what to expect we don't you know we just hope for the best and we deal with what comes and. That's it. And it's because of our love for our kids that we just push through. And, you know, some of us were sort of born this way, like born to be advocates. Um, probably all four of us loudmouths on here were probably, no. you know, <laughs> yep. probably, probably got popped in your mouth a couple of times when we were little. All of us, I'm sure, because we <laughs> spoke up when we should not have spoken up. Me um, never. I, I, would, yeah. I would never. Okay, never. Look, my, my lip got busted so many times from my mother's rings. This is uh, this is what I uh, attribute to my people. Say, oh, you have such big lips. Uh huh. Yeah, because my mother popped me in my mouth so many times. <laughs> These are no fillers. This is just getting popped. <laughs> but uh, I think we were also born this way. So. It helps. <laughs> Gloria. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm just listening. Prayers. Something. That's what I've been doing while I've been quiet. Praying. Praying. It's Sunday. <laughs> I know. A lot of prayer needs to happen. I don't. I don't um, remember too much. And process, and I, I couldn't even like. I know I'm supposed to like put out a statement at one point, but I can't. I can't even process that much because it's just so overwhelming. That's the downside of having a business. Um, in the interim, you find time to do interviews on BronxNet, <laughs> you which know, is good. That I liked it, though. Promoting I the liked podcast. It. No, um, I love it. I loved it. For our listeners, um, if you are in the New York City area, um, I did an interview on BronxNet's Open. And I pretty much was talking about this wonderful podcast and my awesome co-host. Come on. <laughs> and and Matthew did the, did the interview also. <laughs> oh, my God. And Matthew did the interview, yeah? Yes. Yeah, no. For, forever the it. background. I love it. Forever. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, like, oh my so God. Funny. Maria, did you catch your shout out, though? I did. Yes, I, heard yes. I heard him. He was so cute. I'm like, yeah. He's like, Maria? Is that Maria? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh, and then, of course, just... he was like shocked and appalled when I'm like, I'm a single mom. Like, bro, is that a surprise <laughs> to you? <laughs> like, don't, don't embarrass me. <laughs> don't make the people think I'm lying. And I got a man <laughs> hidden under the bed. <laughs> She's like, what? Single mom? What? You a single mom? <laughs> what? Shock. What an unheard of concept, right? Right. I was like, what? <clears throat> like he understood. The part that cracked me up is like, like he understood. Like, what? 
This actually happens. <laughs> He's probably thinking, you're not single, mom. You have me. How can you be single? You have me. Right. We're together. <laughs> Which I guess that comes into our happy, funny, aha moment <laughs> of the week. Matt, one, Matt embarrassing me. <laughs> Making it seem like I'm lying. That I'm not a single mom. <laughs> and oh, well, my my funny for the week is actually <laughs> I cut Matt's hair. <laughs> and I actually did a good job. <laughs> good girl. Good yeah. girl. Nice. So if anybody is looking to get um the, the awesome haircut. In the Rockaways, in the rock in the Rockaways, right? Right. <laughs> I'll do it, I'll do it in, my, in my yard. And she's so yeah. distant. Right. Do I have to get there to bring Jackson? I mean, I, can you right. imagine a six foot scissors? Oh, God. Yeah, because he would definitely come out. Come, let me help. So, listen, for clarification, the CDC says your mask is just in case you can't maintain a six foot social distance. So you can actually cut someone's hair with your mask on, and they have their mask on. If you can't keep these six feet apart, <laughs> so listen, that whole six feet mask thing keeps on getting uh, skewed <laughs> by the mask. Yeah. Yes, because I heard eight feet this week, but oh, there's the eight feet. Oh lord, that's what I heard. Look, I just oh. listened to Doctor Fauci. That's it. He's the only the person I listen to. Is the guideline states either you mask, right? Oh, and, stay six feet. and stay six feet apart. Or, no, you mask, right? And be in general. Or if you don't mask, it's six feet apart, right? Mm-hmm. Then my boyfriend, because he's still my boyfriend. I don't care what, what happened. My boyfriend <laughs> said for businesses... If you go into a business, you must wear a mask, which makes sense. You're in closed, confined quarters. It's not open air. And, the you know, particles are circulating within this closed, confined space. So that totally makes sense, right? But no, people are, like, fighting and stuff because of this. I don't understand. But that's a whole other topic and um, discussion, my wonderful co-host, do you have a funny for this past week? I don't have a cat story, but what? I want to. No, she's not talking to me. Oh, you, you got to... My 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 grandson was here from Friday to Monday last week. She has not come out from under the bed except to eat. And do other, you know, other necessary things. And every time she walks past me, she takes a swipe at me. So I'm in big trouble. Oh, I, and and the, worst, the worst part about it is I'm beginning to talk to her. Because this morning when she took a swipe at me, I said, that's it. No more food for you. Ha ha ha. I was alone. But I went, for, I went for a walk. And, you know, I... There were a lot of people on the street. It was a lovely afternoon. And what I noticed was now only now do people not only do that little do si you know, where they go six foot over, three foot back, two foot down. And, and... <laughs> yeah, the sidewalk shuffle. <laughs> right. They pull their masks up and down, depending on how close they are to you. Yes. So yeah. you've got the one two, one, two to the left, pop up. One, two to the right, pull down. One, two forward, <laughs> pop up. They're doing the two. They're doing the two C slide. <laughs> the two C slide. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's a two C slide. He's with one foot, okay, the left foot slide, so they can't see everything out of your way. <laughs> it's the it looks more. It looks more like go. a dance routine at a wedding. It looks like everybody is doing the electric slide. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so wild. Thank goodness I only come out the house once a week. <laughs> I can't. 
Can't do it. So In Ellen, I suggest, yeah. I suggest that if, you know, you want her to like, you know, I guess you want to trick her, get a wig and walk in with a wig. She might not <laughs> recognize you. She Maybe. might think like, who is this chick that's walking in the house? <laughs> Gloria, you have too much time on your hands. I told you that I'm like a convict on death row. Nothing to lose and all the time in the world. <laughs> I'm so sorry for those on death row. I apologize. I'm, I'm just trying to... I... <laughs> Dig the hole a little deeper, Gloria. I don't mean to mock him. I'm just. <laughs> all right, so just throw the dirt on me, all right? <laughs> I'm already in. <laughs> you see, I was quiet. You had to lure me out. <laughs> I'm glad we think we're funny. I don't know what's going on on the other side of the world. Listen, somebody, somebody has to think we're funny. May as well be us, okay? Right. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. <laughs> I crack myself up sometimes. I laugh in my own sleep. I go, did I really say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I think we should end it on this note. <laughs> Who's last? No, Maria. <laughs> Maria, what's your, your aha funny moment for last week? Um, I, I didn't really have an aha funny moment. I had I had sweet moments with Jackson. So, nothing. That's so good moment. For the I week. mean, you know, it, it, it's you know he's um. Well, no, there is a, there there is sort of a funny moment, right? So <laughs> I've been um. So when when Jackson was little, I would sing to him um, "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." So. I I found myself the other day like whispering, singing to the baby Twinkle Twinkle Little Star so that Jackson wouldn't hear it because I didn't want him to feel bad. So when I went to say goodnight to Jackson the other night, I was like, you want me to sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? He's like, no, goodnight. <laughs> you so <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, goodnight. <laughs> He probably want to say you don't sing that well, so forget it. <laughs> That's cold. Oh, so funny! <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'm over here tiptoeing, thinking I'm ready to feelings." He's like, "No, I'm over it. Good night." <laughs> Moment of total awareness. Right, love them. He's like, I am gonna be twelve years old. I don't need you to be singing <laughs> to me. To me. Like, oh. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <sighs> Good stuff. All right, who's last? Gloria, you last. I think. No, yeah, right. I'm not saying anything else after that comment that I made before. I think I'm gonna quit <laughs> while I'm ahead. <laughs> I might say something else inappropriate, girl. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right, should we should we having to apologize all night? <laughs> no, I, I apologize once for the day. That's it. Yeah, and they got that, that was it. <laughs> oh my god! I'm and they got it instantaneously. They got it instantaneously. It usually takes me a while. <laughs> Oh gosh, I'm in tears. I can't. Oh lordy. <laughs> well, you were sniffling before. Now you're in tears because you're laughing so hard. Know, so that's a good thing. My allergies was killing me for a moment, and now I'm, I'm crying. Oh my gosh! All right, ladies, this was another amazing episode. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you. Uh followers for following um thank you everyone for sharing next week's episode will be on what teachers 
teachers, we want to hear from you. Teachers, yes, higher professionals, support staff, we want to hear from you. Okay, how can we ask? Do they have to use aliases? So the survey that they want, (laughs) the survey that was created, um, does not require you to share your your name or your email address. All we want is the district, the the prof- um, the 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 role you play. There we go. Um, and, and your what social security the- number? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't give your name, but give us your social and and supplies you may need. And how can we as parents support you? That's kind of like thing is like four required things and then everything else is optional. Um, so we want to hear how we can support a return or be returned back to school, whatever that looks like, right? Return back to school buildings. How can we support that? So that's what we want to hear and that's what we're going to talk about next week. Um, hoping to have... Are people... Yeah. Are people going to be able to call in or do you want them to send their questions beforehand? Send their they can send in their questions beforehand through the um the questionnaire. Um but if we have teachers that can call in, um let's let's work on that. Um let's feel okay. that through because I, I then <laughs> We'll have to um, work on the framework of of our next episode. Um, But yes, please, teachers, uh, support staff, principals. uh, We want family members. Family members. Yes, we want to hear how we can support uh, going back. And in the questionnaire at the top portion. There is a note. Please note that. There's a note that says if it, if you need supplies for your school and you cannot actually get it um from your from your parents, let let perfect piece of the puzzle know so we can organize to get those supplies for you. Um and we're asking from now so we can organize organize this um for if we go back to school for September, or if not. <laughs> um, but we want to be able to organize this. So it was a wonderful Sunday evening with you ladies. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for sharing the space, your opinions, and your time um, with the world. I appreciate you. I love you all. Um, and say good night, ladies. <laughs> Good night, ladies. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.